When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hi, friends. Welcome back to Really Riley. Thanks so much for coming back and listening to my little corner of the world. You know, I appreciate you. I always like to talk about stuff that's going on in my life here on this podcast. That's like real. Either it's funny or it's about, you know, my relationship with my boyfriend, lots of mom life stuff, workouts. And, you know, sometimes I like to reach out on the gram and ask y'all what you really want to hear. So one of my actual former interns from back in the day said, because I put a little poll up, she was like, what are the things you can tell us about the cities you've lived in? What's the favorite cities you've traveled to? What about them did you like? And I was like, well, that's kind of fun. But I wanted to add one more little layer to it because flying the coop, as I called this podcast, isn't always the easiest thing for somebody to do. And a lot of times when you edge your way on into adulting, you're like, wow, I actually have to fly the coop in a really big way. And it's kind of scary. So I kind of wanted to like touch upon how... I did that and some of the things I wish I would have maybe done differently. Some of the cities I maybe would have not stayed as long. Um, So when I first started in radio, I was living in Florida. I grew up there and I was blessed enough to get an internship at the station that I grew up or listening to. So I grew up in Seminole, Florida, which I didn't realize when I was younger, but it was super, super small. I'm not going to say it was like a small town because we had everything, you know, in terms of the mall and places to eat and things to do. Disney was right around the corner. The beaches were right there. But Seminole had a lot of old folks. (laughs) It still does, I think. But I just didn't realize until I moved away just what a wide world was out there beyond Seminole. And a lot of the friends that I have that still live there say the same thing. So I also, you know, spent a lot of time in Tampa, partying in Ybor City, which, oh Lord, let's not, that's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother time. But in terms of Florida, I used to always say like, Florida's my hometown, but it wasn't my hometown in my heart. Get to the hometown in my heart in just a minute. It's not knocking Florida at all, because in a way it's still my home because my family is still there. We're syndicated there. I go there like five times a year. So it's almost like a second home to me. So when I left Florida, it was really hard for me flying the coop because I was 24 and some change. I think it was almost 25. And, you know, for some people to just be leaving home, especially what my mom thinks, that that was late in life to leave. So I didn't leave mama's nest for a while. And it was almost like she said to me as I was leaving, she said she wanted me to move on and grow up, but she wanted me to do it there with her. She didn't think that in a span of I don't know, six months, I would have this radio job and be moving away from Florida to Grand Rapids, Michigan. And she moved me up there. Now, mind you, when you get a job in radio and you have to move, nine times out of 10, you got about three weeks to get your life together and go. 
And that can be super, super scary. I'm not really sure what it is in other industries, but at least in ours, that's how it works out. And that's like, oh my God, whoa, what is life? You're packing every single thing you know into a suitcase, a U-Haul, what have you, and you're trucking it along to the snow (laughs) from the Florida sunshine. That was freaky for me, but there was no turning back. There was no way to not do it. So I was like, okay, let's just do it. Let's go and not regret Because my mom's advice to me is you can always come home. And I mean, yes, that advice is great, but I didn't use that ever as a cushion. I was like, I can't go there and think, well, if I just fail, then I get to go home. That was never in my mind. It was never allowed there. And that's not for everybody. But for me, it was like, I have left and it's time for me to go. Because let's face it, I didn't always uh, do the most innocent of things in Florida. So I didn't want to go backtracking there because I felt like if I had failed and I went back to the place where I wasn't, you know, the smartest in life, I probably would have failed some more. So on to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Now, I get it. It was cold. I definitely got warned when I first got there of the whole seasonal disorder thing going from Florida sunshine to the gray skies of Michigan. And that was to real. I was like, oh, my God, what is this? I, I didn't know how to layer I didn't know how to dress for winter. You know, it was it was a culture shock, but almost a culture shock in the best way possible. Because let me tell you, the people in Grand Rapids, Michigan, were some of the most genuine people I've ever met in my life. I mean, I remember back in the day, I got a message on MySpace. Yes, this is aging myself, but huh? MySpace DMs before they were DMs. And it was this guy and his brother that were like, hey, we're going out on the lake. Why don't you come with us? I'm like, who is this? Is he going to put me in a box and, you know, make me his slave? And I was just, I wasn't used to people like that, just reaching out being like, hey, you're a new kid in town. And he didn't know me from the radio, supposedly, but they're still my friends today. And I had a lot of great times on, you know, the lake with them. That was one of my favorite things to do in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'll say this, like what there was to do, there wasn't a plenty. There wasn't a lot to do in Grand Rapids, but what there was, was really great. And the people were really great. So we used to go down to the lakes that it was called Hanky Pink. And yes, there was a lot of that. But I'd never been like a lake person. Obviously, I grew up around ocean, so it was cool to have that switch. But at this little cove called Hanky Pink, everybody lined up their boats. Everybody hooked to one another. And then people were just hopping from boat to boat, drinking, having fun. And I'd never been around people that were just cool and copacetic like that. Not that Florida is not cool or anything. It just seemed like a different, more open vibe. And especially because in Grand Rapids, Michigan, you get summer for about three seconds and then it's done. So everybody wants to enjoy it to the fullest. I mean, there was a lot of really cool museums there. And I don't know that GR is a place I would go back to, but it was definitely a special time in life. So jumping from that coop after I got fired... And you know what? I'm grateful for that firing because it made me spread my wings again. Uh, I ended up interviewing for a lot of different places. And I mean, there was just a lot that didn't work. There were some that I want that I didn't get. So I ended up landing in Memphis, Tennessee. Remember that city I was saying that I probably should have left a couple years earlier than I did? That's this one. Now, let me back up because Memphis has its perks. And I feel like... In a city, wherever you go, you just got to find your niche in order to be happy. The city isn't necessarily what's going to make you happy. It's what you do within that city. So within Memphis, I was there for six years. And I kind of feel like in order for me to have more personal growth that I feel like I could have at that time, I should have left after about two or three. But I got scared 
which is not like me. Avi going from Florida to Michigan on, in three weeks on a whim to let's start this radio career. I think I stuck around there a little while because I knew what that sting was to get fired and be kind of paralyzed by fear. I also was, you know, in a situation where I obviously didn't have the greatest relationship and I stayed in it hoping that it was going to work for too long. And as well as that, I, I didn't really realize that I had a lot of friends that I was super close with that I thought I wouldn't be close to after I left. There's, well, I was wrong because those friends are, like Michigan, still my friends today. But it was, you know, within that six years, after two years, I had my favorite places. I had my favorite nail salon. I had the person that did my hair. I had an audience that avidly listened to me because Memphians love their Memphians, man. But, I mean, some of the things that necessarily didn't jive with me were just different sets of attitudes about how people were raised and stuff like that. And I'm not going to go into the whole, you know, I'm not going to have y'all yelling about me about Memphis isn't this and da 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 Because, like, Memphis is a lot of great things. And for me personally, Memphis made me breed a lot of bitterness. And I think that was my own fault, that I needed to grow and I needed to go to a different city, a different vibe, sooner than I did. One thing I'll tell you about Memphis, it's probably one of my fondest memories is this place called Life Church. I'm not going to get biblical on you. I'm not going to preach to you. But I remember serving with them in that city around Thanksgiving. And I remember it being the very first time that I had a super special relationship with my church. And for that, I will never, ever, ever forget that city. You know, like a lot of other things, too, like the Peabody rooftop parties. If y'all are listening and y'all from Memphis, there goes my y'all. You guys know what I'm talking about. So it was this beautiful historic building for those of you that have never been. And on the very top of the building, they have the Peabody ducks. They treat these ducks like royalty, like they literally have a march for them. I forget if it's like once a month or whatever, but this hotel is super ornate, super beautiful. Everything in it's historic. And we did a party there every single Thursday. At one point, it was rated the top, I think the ninth of the top 10 party uh, rooftop parties in America. I was like, whoa, that's my party. So some fond memories. But I really think I should have left like two years in so that maybe I wouldn't have had a different taste in my mouth about the city. Might not be the city's fault at all. Might just be my own issues. But, you know, when people ask me what I did and didn't like about a city, I guess, you know, that's my take on Memphis. So after I decided it was time to go, time to fly the coop again, I went from Memphis to Nashville, Tennessee. Now, this is a city that I wish I would have stayed a little bit longer because I was think I was there for like a year and 13 months. And here's some things I would have done differently, as I keep telling you. I think I would have enjoyed that city a little bit more. I would have gotten out of my head and gotten out there. I would have embraced where I was and appreciated it a little bit more because I'm trying to get better about not bringing up old stuff because things in life are super happy right now and not revisiting old ghosts. But for this one, I have to for a point. So I was there for about four or five months and then my engagement broke up. I'm talking like a planned wedding, all of that stuff. As a matter of fact, the therapist that I went to was stationed right next to the venue I was supposed to get married. So ain't that a kick in the pants. But that was such a great city that was super historic. It was smaller. But again, like Michigan that I told you before, the people were super cool. The festivals when you would go, the food is amazing. And everybody was always cheery and happy. And, and, and everybody goes to Nashville. They think the Grand Old Opry, which is also amazing. They think, you know, the Predators for hockey. 
how I'm talking about sports. I don't know who am I, but that was a big staple in Nashville. Nashville hot chicken was the shit. Um, there was all these really great things around, and I don't really think I got out there and enjoyed it as much as I, you know, should have. And that was one city that I actually went back to. Like Memphis, it's been, what, now eight years? Never, never gone back. Perhaps I should lay some old ghosts to rest, but... Uh, Nashville was one of those ones that I went back a couple times to see friends and, you know, the music scene was amazing there. And I'm not just talking about country. It was just like in general and the food, like I said this before, but the foodie th- scene was amazing, but I was there for about a year and some change. And then I get a call. I'll never forget this. I get a call. Um, and I had, it was homesick with the flu and it was my general manager. And he's like, Hey, they want you in Atlanta. <gasps> what? I've only been here for a year and some change, and then I have to fly the coop again. And I remember telling my boss, I can't do it. Literally crying, I can't, I can't do it, I can't go. And he just looked at me and he's like, Riley, you have to. (laughs) Funny that, that he would say those words to me because, you know, I do have that attitude of just do it. And at this point, there was no way I could say no and not and not grow. I was going to stay stagnant if I stayed there and it was time to go. And that was a hard switch for me. So I left and I went to Atlanta and I found the place that I call my hometown in my heart. Remember how I was saying I grew up in Florida, but it wasn't really my hometown in my heart. Atlanta was that. For me, it's crazy. I just feel like I bloomed into myself in so many different ways. And I, I think every city has this potential for everybody. But for me, this one was it. And I think it was because I I dyed my hair red in that city. And at first I was like, oh, my God, I look like Bozo. What did I do? But it was almost like I settled into my identity in so many ways. And I know you're like, what, do you, what does your hair have to do with it? I don't know. It just was like this defining freeing moment going from just like a, you know, a brown color hair to this vibrant red. And this is like kind of before people were really doing it. And I was like, fuck it. Let's go. Let's be different. Let's be raging. Let's be loud. And I, you know really embraced what the city had to offer because it's one of those cities where, yeah, they've got the bougie stuff. You know, they've got the Buckhead Mall, which is where you get all your Louis Vuittons and all that stuff. They've got the dining, but it's also a lot of mom and pop shops. And, you know, where I lived, it was called Old Fourth Ward and they had renovated a lot of different things, but still kept that old school charm. And then the graffiti in the places was so cool. And it was like this urban, rusty, chic vibe that was just me. And then, of course, I gave birth to the most perfect of little boys there in Atlanta. So obviously that cemented my love for that city. But I mean, even more than that, there were just so many cool different uh, spaces that you could live because 45 minutes away, you're at a a winery that has one, you know, one cab company, no Uber in the city. Then you go the other way and you've got the, you know, Midtown, which is so awesome that we would do the Pride Parade through like so many happy memories there. And it was just, you know... It offered a lot, that city. And I know people are like, well, why don't you go back to Atlanta? I'm like, well, you know what? Opportunity knocks sometimes. And that, for me, it did. And let me tell you, flying that coop was the hardest decision I have ever made. I mean, harder than the first one. Because I had such a support system. I had such close friends. I was so in love with the city. I was inundated with everything Atlanta. I was so close to our listeners. I mean, I'm talking listeners made my son's blankie that he still sleeps with today. That's how close that city was to me. Still is, though, because every time I go back there, I just absolutely love it. But the game show came a knocking where I went stalking. 
<laughs> because my whole career, I'd always wanted to be a part of the Kane show. Kane was my mentor 16 years ago, and I had always held a standard as that's what I wanted in life. That's where it had to be. But I had to sacrifice and give up to get it. But here's the thing. I don't really feel like opportunity really comes around twice in the same vein. Like you can see opportunities here, there and everywhere just because one thing didn't work out. That's okay. You know, that doesn't mean other opportunities won't come along. But this one wasn't going to come along again in Riley Couture's lifetime. So I had to. And it was a breakup from cities that was just really, really difficult. But I did it. And I bit the bullet and I went with a baby that was just over a year old, said bye to all my friends, said bye to my nanny. <sighs> it was it was tough. But then I got to D.C. And let me just tell you what a funky, zany, surreal moment that was to be sitting in the studios here and feel what. I had accomplished, like how far I had come from flying that coop, leaving mama in Florida to now. It was like, holy shnikes, life has come full circle. And then it's like, I think about that in terms of other people that ask me, you know, how did you do it? I could never do that. I mean, I, I, again, I say that this life of Chasing the dream, whatever that dream is for you, may not be the easiest and it may not be for you either. Like some some people I've talked to like have chased a dream and then they realized it wasn't for them and they wanted just a different kind of life. And that's okay too. But, you know, I always tell people like you got to go for it. And for me, the biggest piece of advice anybody has ever given me is radio is not a job. It's a lifestyle. And it is. But I feel like that's not the only profession that's that way, that, that is that way. I feel like you have your own set of sacrifices in everything you do. But fear isn't an option. Fear is not a luxury, I don't feel like. At least not for me. I saw a meme the other day on Pinterest that I loved because it said, it's okay to be afraid, but just do it afraid or something like that. It was like, I don't know. Basically, the premise was, okay, you can be scared, but go ahead and do it anyway. Go ahead and jump. Be scared. Scream your head off. But do it anyway, because regret sucks. And I've got a little bit of that, too. We all do. But I want to minimize as much of that as I can in life. So that's my spiel on all the places that I've bounced around statewide. So, you know, I also wanted to include some of the places that I've been that I didn't live in, that I absolutely loved. Um, Some of the places that I've traveled. You know, Paris obviously is on the top of the list because that's a trip that I went with my mom and my sister. I was five months pregnant, so... Yeah, I would have planned that a little bit better, but the, obviously the trip was planned and, and you know, I got pregnant in that space, but it was so much fun. And I think like that's a city I feel like, and I haven't traveled much, much out of the country, but the bits that I have traveled, uh, I would say it's a place where you can not do what the locals do and it still be fun. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times you go places and like you go to the touristy sides of things, it's like blah, but you're in Paris. You got to go to the Eiffel Tower. You got to go to the Palace of Versailles. You have to do all that. Or at least I did. And I really loved all the food, obviously, because I wasn't able to drink. So I mean, I don't even drink anymore now, so I guess it doesn't matter. But uh, another thing that I would say, though, that's off the beaten path when you go to Paris that I did is go to the Parisian flea markets. Oh, my God. They're so good for fashion. I even got a uh, lyric. Well, I didn't know what it was in my belly, but I wanted a vintage ring as an heirloom. And I got that at a Parisian flea market and I die over it. I mean, and I got it for a steal, too. I mean, I don't know how possible this is how much of a crazy shopper I am because we got that lady down from like 500 to like 150 and she only spoke French. Who got me? 
That's called pregnant shopping determination is what that is. So some of the other places I've been, I've sort of been to Mexico. And by sort of, I mean, I went on a cruise with my family for my brother-in-law's 40th birthday when Lyric was only eight months. Oh my God. I was an idiot. Idiot. I mean, yes, it was great for him to be around family and all that stuff. And I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing traveling with a baby, but on a trip, a cruise ship, because we couldn't get off and really do any of the excursions with the baby because I wasn't the one that wanted to stick him in a baby bajorn in a different country and... I, just, I was just scared. I mean, maybe I shouldn't have been, but I, I would not do that again. I would like to revisit Mexico and see what it has to offer when you don't have a baby hanging from your hip. Um, let's see what else. So Puerto Rico, obviously, I've been. You know, my whole family's from there. And I think that is an amazing place to go if you're not the best travel, the tra- most well-traveled person. Like, if you're kind of, you want the feeling of being in another country, or you want the feeling of the tropics, and you don't want to... You want to be able to easily navigate yourself through your vacation. I would say that's a beautiful place. Obviously, it's not yet what it was because of all the storms, but the food is so amazing and the sights are great. And, you know, everyone there, well, I'm going to say this because that's my country. I'm biased. Everyone there is amazing. The beaches are beautiful. It's romantic. There's so much history, you know, so that's a place I would say definitely go if like you're getting into the whole traveling bit but you're not super well versed in it which I am not like my mother has been every damn where I can't even I can't even say the amount of countries that she's been I don't even know off the top of my head I'm gonna get there but you know money and single mom life and all the things but let's see where else I've been uh, I have been to St. Lucia I went there for a wedding which um St. Lucia for me it was cool but like we stayed in the resort most of the time again because it was like a wedding and that all inclusive was fun but you know, the rainforests there were great. I would not recommend riding horses on the beach. Listen, if you're not afraid, then cool. But my friend wasn't afraid either, and she went flying off this thing. And thank God the ocean was there to buffer her. No. I, I mean, that's just me. <laughs> I mean, you asked me about my travel experiences, so that that is my opinion. There you have it. Let's see where else. So, I haven't... I think that's about... That's it for... Tra- I know, I'm such a well-traveled person to be giving you advice, but that's it for out of the country. Um, in terms of the states, the other ones that I didn't live in that I have visited, Louisiana. Oh my God, New Orleans. But that's one of those ones that you have to get off the beaten path. You can't just stay, you know, with all the people drinking their hurricanes on the strip. You got to go off. Like, I had never had oysters or never liked oysters before I went there. And there's something about their seafood that's so amazing. Obviously, a lot of people like to eat boudin. It wasn't my thing, but you got to try it. The food, the gumbo. Obviously, you have to go get beignets. But I really liked uh, visiting restaurants that the locals owned because the food is just so fresh and incredible. And the vibe is super chill. Like, I just shorts, t-shirt, hair up in a ponytail, no makeup, and flip-flops was my thing. And I am way less uh, bougie about makeup and looks than I used to be because I used to be all about put everything on to go out. And since mom life, I'm more athleisure than stiletto. But I think that's a place where you can go and just chill and, you know, obviously have fun with everyone. I've also traveled to New York several times, which obviously New York is super great. But if you want to go to New York and get a little bit of the less hustle and bustle, I visited a friend like a year ago in Buffalo and oh my God, the food there is so flipping good. If you go to Buffalo, you have to try beef on Weck. I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but it's literally like beef with I forget caraway. Oh, it's caraway seeds. That's why it says beef on Weck, but it's caraway seeds, a really hard bun. And then this like kosher salt on the top. Mm. And now I'm hungry. If you go to Buffalo, the food is so incredibly fantastic. And obviously, you got to go see Niagara Falls because that was pretty incredible. 
Let's see where else. Chicago. I've been to Chicago a couple of times for radio conferences, but one of my former co-hosts is obviously from there, too. The pizza, obviously amazing. Duh. But for the sights, it's really cool to go see the Navy Pier and the shopping. Holy crap. I went there the first time, seven months pregnant. I had nothing was stopping me from hitting up that strip, and I can't remember what it's called. But there's one strip downtown that has all the H&M, all the Nordstrom Rack, all the Forever 21 on one strip. And I was like, yep, this is happening. I'm taking my pregnant ass, and I'm going shopping. I mean, I wouldn't have thought, you know, Chicago shopping Mecca, you know, not really. But it was amazing. I'm trying to think, where are the other places that I would recommend you go that I have been off of the top of my head. Oh, Destin was really great. We went to Destin, Florida, which you'd think, oh, you're from Florida. Wouldn't you know Destin? Uh Uh-uh. Destin, Florida is a completely different animal than anything else because it's, the beach is the same. Like, it's so beautiful. And like, like the Caribbean, you can see the fish nipping at your toes, which freaked me out a little bit, but it was so pretty there. So it wasn't like the beaches where I grew up in Clearwater and Seminole. It was a completely different vibe. I just like that was a place. That was a place I kind of can't wait to go again. I mean, places that I want to travel. Um, if I ever get married, hopefully sometime soon. I hear that boo. Um, if I ever get married and have a honeymoon, I would love to go to like Greece, Santorini. That's a place I really, really want to go to. London is on the list for sure. I would really love to go to Australia, Ireland. You know, I'm not, I think I'm kind of done with the whole tropics thing, but that's just me because I'm Puerto Rican, grew up in Florida, been to a couple different, you know, beachy type vibe places, but yeah. So hopefully that whole flying the coop thing resonated with you now that I've kind of gone on a tangent though, that like. It's not impossible and it's not as hard as it would seem because I feel like you can create family and normalcy wherever it is you go. And then if you decide to stay inside of the coop, I also feel like that's okay too. End scene. You guys, thank you so much for listening to Really Riley. Shout out to my Spotify listeners because we're new on the Spotify app. Also, if you guys like what you hear, I would love it if you would subscribe on the iHeartRadio app. And if you got some travel ideas, if you've got some more questions about any of the cities that I've mentioned or any advice, please hit me up on social. I love DMs. Not the dirty ones, guys. I'm not single anymore. Not that I ever loved them. Um, <laughs> it's Riley Couture on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And then it's at Radio Recon on Snapchat. Love you mucho, guys. I'll talk to you next week.